Okay, let's do this fucking shit. up ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining another episode of sitting ringside sorry for the technical difficulties we ran into um just moved into a new house and my internet just, i don't know man i'm hardwired in and i never have internet problems i think i tripped over the wire and fucked it up but neither here nor there um what's up guys <laughs> what's going on man Back to it after a long, long Thanksgiving break, right? Seemed like a, like a month. Yeah, it since felt we that all... way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> saw, saw a bunch of fucking bullshit this past weekend, but I guess we can talk about that in a little bit. Talking about the fight world or what's going on? Yeah, the, <laughs> the fight world, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, other than me moving all fucking month and it ended this past weekend, it also ended with a bunch of bullshit fights, the UFC and uh, bullshit boxing and i told you guys i told you that, that boxing event was gonna suck ass and i don't know i guess we'll I, talk I thought about, about it. The, yeah leave it to uh boxing to uh to make sure that the judging even corrupt in an exhibition fight right so now we're gonna draw on an exhibition yeah. an exhibition fight so we can get a rematch <laughs> i don't know feel it felt like uh kind of left me hanging like the elections bro Hey, well, well, nonetheless, the the unofficial official intro, uh, Roberto Vio is unavailable tonight. Uh, us three are gonna hold it down uh, for the Fight Book MMA crew. So, yeah, shout out to Rob. Uh, I'm gonna do my best to fill those big shoes, Roberto Vio. But this is episode number 71. Uh, you know, shout out to all all our uh, people we work with, uh, Cage Steel, One FC, uh, Fight TV, which we go live every Thursday right now. So we appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, whatever platform you're watching, Facebook. So shout out to all y'all. And uh just feels good to be back though, fellas, because I mean, you know, right where we need to be on a Thursday night, right? Yep, yep. exactly. 
So, and uh, let's not forget, we have a special guest tonight, Jimmy the Brick Flick, talking about his yeah. uh, UFC uh, fight. Uh, I guess it's kind of been tradition for him, man, to join our show right before his fights, and he's been fucking winning every single one of them. And I called it. Awesome. Remember, last time I said, you know what? This dude's going to hit. He's going to make it into the UFC. He's going to go to the Contender Series, and then he's going to go to the UFC, and boom, it fucking exactly happened. Exactly what happened. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. seen it's, it's such a, a unique thing, and it's a uh, you know shout out to Jimmy. I mean, we'll talk to him here in a bit after we we hit some really good topics till then. But how badass is it we get to break down the card that he's fighting on in his UFC UFC debut and talk to the man who's fighting you know third up on the card? So uh, later in the portion of the show, we'll be we'll be having Jimmy on. Uh, look forward to that. Yep. So we we got the docket for tonight. We got UFC Fight Night Smith versus Clark. It was supposed to be Derek Lewis versus Curtis Blaze, right? But that got that got um, uh, postponed or what? Because uh, Curtis Blades tested positive for COVID like a day before. No, he didn't. Got the... He just didn't. He just he didn't. didn't. No, he didn't want the. Uh, he just didn't want um, his paper his event to fucking sell less than the Tyson Jones fight. <laughs> Is that what? <laughs> yeah, man. Less rating, less than the Nielsen. That Curtis Blades. I'm not going down to. Or 50, 50 year old Mike Tyson and fifty year old Roy Jones Jr. That's the only reason he doesn't have COVID, bro. It's a bunch of bullshit. Coming, just coming, coughing really loud. Yep. <laughs> hey, we might not actually ever see the fight. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard uh, DC's kind of a matchmaking uh, future. You know, looking at the crystal ball, uh, he was thinking, you know, Derek Lewis should be matched up against uh, Jarzino Rosenstruck and have Curtis Blades fight Kevin Jones. So, I mean. I don't know. I, I mean, DC, the guys fought John Jones twice, but him thinking Chris Blaze and John Jones is like a heavy a heavyweight uh, headliner to a pay per view, like you said, I'd have to disagree, but I, I do love the. Derek Lewis and Rosen's truck is a fight that I've loved fucking see. Nah, man. Um, I think we should see uh, uh, Derek Lewis versus Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please sign that up for. Oh, uh, yeah. I do Dutch stream that live for real. But uh, do you think uh, is calling for Curtis Blaze because he thinks that it's a legit like threat to John Jones, or it's a good measuring stick for John Jones in the heavyweight division? Because there's a difference, right, between someone who's actually a threat or a good measuring stick. Yeah, well, definitely a good measuring stick. I mean, because honestly, if uh, Curtis Blades were to go in there and uh, do his thing to John Jones, I mean, he's definitely deserving of the title shot, right, at heavyweight. Um, even though Stipe and, and Ganu is like the fight that's never going to ever happen again. But I, I have a feeling soon enough it's going to be booked. But like you said, Alex, so that is definitely a, a huge fight for Jones. We've talked about it on the show. Rudy, we talked about the Alistair Overeems, uh, the names at heavyweight. I mean, heavyweight slim pickings. You win two fights, pretty much fighting for the heavyweight title. Uh, but we also said on the show that it doesn't necessarily have to be the heavyweight title shot for Jones debut at heavyweight you said it could be you know a curtis blades it absolutely could be i don't know i say jake paul man that's that's a money fight yeah. okay please please <laughs> if they're listening please look it <laughs> <laughs> any any fight with jake paul is a money fight you guys know it he could oh, fight okay. anybody bro and it's gonna sell uh, i want to see uh, jake paul yeah. fight them all <laughs> yeah, well, I guess uh, on the topic of that, yeah, I guess we can probably get into that right away. Then we'll get into we'll touch on the Anthony Smith. Uh, yeah, but, let's get all the. Right. But, but um, so our boy Giuseppe I, the way, won. 
Yeah, well, the way I'm seeing it through now that uh, Triller, uh, Snoop Dogg affiliated, uh, they're apparently going to have six uh, events a year. So we finally got like the freak show, celebrity deathmatch matchups. The possibility is there. People like fight circus, crazy. but the, for boxing. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Jake Paul against uh, McGregor, uh, he's calling out everybody, you know, under the sun, but just beat nate robinson uh, yeah you know i mean i don't know i really don't know what to make of it really don't know if i remember correctly was a basketball player <laughs> not a fighter at all so and even before that too I, I had to kind of catch up on what jake paul is or who he was so youtube right i did to start training boxing but he's only fought like other youtube stars and i think he fought like a rapper before this or a rapper's brother before this right so no real um professional But the uh, the celebrity deathmatch uh, 2020 uh, events have arrived though. Let's just you know. He's a fucking scrub, bro. He's one of those fucking fly by night dumbass MTV kind of stars. You know, he's one of those celeb those uh celeb not those celebrities, but those fucking you know like those Jersey Shore jerk offs. <laughs> yeah, they're all the same. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree, bro. That's what he is, man. He's he's just a Jersey shirt, Jersey Shore jerk off from the Midwest. He probably he needs to get like a professional fighter in there to just kind of end all this, right? Is he from the Midwest? I don't even know where he's from. I don't know anything about oh. that guy other than he's a jerk off. Well, somehow the goddamn guy's got his name in a conversation of fighting Canelo Alvarez, and like you know, those are people that just definitely don't know what the fuck's going on in this oh, in the no. fight. Yeah. <laughs> Want to see this guy get murdered? Yeah, for real. <laughs> dude. I know but Canelo he, will he put him really... down with one punch, one body shot. Boom. Yeah, I think like even Mike Perry was saying he'll go in there with him. I know yeah. Jake Paul called out like, Masvidal or. Uh... I'd like to see Mike Perry fight him. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, any it... real fighter fight him, dude. He'll get fucking <laughs> lit up. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Diego Sanchez is looking for a retirement fight. It doesn't necessarily have to be an MMA fight. <laughs> Diego Sanchez boxing match. Yeah, I mean, who, that one. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go with Jake Paul on that one. <laughs> right. I got Jake Paul but, on that one, bro. And like, so, I mean, yeah, the, the, like you said, in uh, the Mike Tyson, the Holy, I mean, the Holyfield callout has been like we knew this was going to happen. We knew the fight was going to be what it was, whether you paid for it or not, or however yeah. you, you watch the event. Um. It seemed like a what do you call it? Well, you had Adesanya, um, you had Wiz Khalifa. Oh, bro, Snoop. that was another thing. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but fucking Adesanya did not help that event for me at all. I'm just like, bro, you're just as annoying as when you're in the ring. I don't know, man. I'm not a big fan of Adesanya, but um, him fucking announcing, he was like a commentator, wasn't he? For that event, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, major uh, marijuana promotion that event was geared towards <laughs> with the way I Yeah, but that's I not the that. right thing for kids, bro. Hey, we could actually see a Snoop Dogg fight Wiz Khalifa like in 2021, so. Ain't gonna yeah, happen. Wiz Khalifa will beat his ass. Yeah, it's, yeah, we are just desperate for that type of content, I guess. <laughs> It, it really is. We we somehow entered that realm of, like I said, the celebrity death match. I mean, listeners you to know. the show, 
pretty sure a lot of y'all know celebrity deathmatch of the old days. So we very well could see some fucking weird, odd boxing matches. Like I don't think necessarily MMA fights because oh yeah, yeah, boxing, okay, yeah, yeah, because boxing. I mean, like they're saying, uh, I forgot what what the conversation was. It might have been an MMA junkie uh, convo about just like what fight would you like to see that would be something similar, to, you know, to Mike Tyson. Uh, you know, Holyfield, like that's supposedly probably going to be the next fight. But in MMA, you're not going to see GSP fight uh, uh, Anderson Silva. That's not going to happen. You yeah. know, what I mean, the old legend type deal, like those fights, like they're they're far gone from the UFC. But whatever platform it might be, I mean, we might actually see Anderson Silva fight Vitor Jake Belfort. Paul. Jake Paul, dude. <laughs> Please, yeah. I said that again. Oh, let me know where to stream it. I'll go on then that one. <laughs> yeah. No, I think. So. We had this conversation before about like what are these guys going to do now? They can't compete at the high level. Do you kind of put them like we saw what happened with Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell put them in a competitive spot and like no modified rules? It's someone's going to get really hurt. But if there is a future for like exhibition type MMA where they don't really punch each other and they only go for like a half takedown, that'd be kind of weird to see or like you know two minute rounds and modified because like you know boxing they, they've been able to have modify the rules exhibition style it'd be interesting to see if somebody kind of takes that modified you know, exhibition style anime so where you can kind of get celebrities in there and kind of grapple and but just a glorified sparring session but i mean i don't know it, it, it all it takes for one person to do it right and then you see how it really is yeah i think this is where the name value comes in like i said mike tyson's such a huge name uh people were still drawn to the event they were interested Rudy, of course, said it was going to be a shit show where it, it kind of was a shit show, but it leads into, like we're saying, Snoop Dogg's getting involved. Uh, there's money that's going to be back in it, too. So definitely there's going to be fighters that are willing to go in there and get paid. I think uh, a former what a UFC guy was slated to compete on the card, didn't compete, still got paid. So that's what it comes down to is just the payday. Um, yeah, but uh, I think it's going to come to, I mean, if they're just scheduling six events uh, per year as they plan. We're definitely going to see, like Rudy was saying, the Jake Pauls versus fucking whoever, whoever the hell you want to put on the docket. You know what I'm saying? But, but Mike yeah. Tyson, uh, Vander Holyfield, or Buster Douglas is even calling out Mike Tyson. So, Jesus Christ, 2020. Bro, yeah. bro, have you even seen Buster Douglas? Have you heard that dude talk? I don't want to see him fight. Imagine the them trying to sell the pay-per-view. Like, the dude can barely formulate yeah. sentences. He's worse than fucking... Chuck Liddell, man. You know what? Let's make that the fight. Chuck Liddell versus Buster Douglas. Uh, a wrap off. <laughs> it's it's going to get real scary, real strange, real soon is all I got to say. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I would actually pay to see that. About the wrap off? Uh, Ch- Chuck Liddell versus Buster <laughs> Douglas at anything, you know? <laughs> An eight mile style uh, battle off, right? Yeah, for reals, man. Not the real money fight. Jake Paul called him out. Dildo Danis. Oh yeah. Paul. Oh, I would like to see that. Fuck yeah. Dildo uh, Danis. Actually, that's like the guy, the part of the most like credible one I think of all. Which I don't. Is is it a bad thing for Dylan Danis that nobody takes him serious? Fight with Jake Paul. Yeah, that makes the most sense for you, dude. <laughs> for real, is that that'll be the the most hype he'll ever make, bro? I think. Well, that too. You probably have a Connor in his corner talking crap, be his cornerman, and then that'd probably be the. Here, because I mean, Dylan Dennis, MMA fans know who he is, but no. for the casual guy, I mean, hey, 
Connor's best friend. On this there show, you, you refer to him as Dildo Danis. Dildo Danis, sorry. Danis. <laughs> Danis, you know, D apostrophe anus. Yeah. And, and a uh, wild card opponent, I guess, for Jake Paul is uh, none other than funky Ben Askren, too, as well. I heard, he, I heard that, too, yeah. Yeah. This guy's just calling you know, everybody out. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I think Ben Askren said, I'm not a boxer, but I'll fight you. Because obviously, if it's MMA style, Ben Askren just take him down and ride him for whatever length of time his rounds are. But if it's a boxing match. Uh... Yeah. Well, I'm curious to see the fight card for the next. You know what would be uh, funny, dude? If they did fight an MMA match and Jake Paul does the same shit that Masvidal did to him. <laughs> That'd be fucking insane. Like, what? <laughs> If, at that point, if you're a Ben Askren, you just got to leave the planet. Yeah, for real. Because <laughs> you, you can't leave the country. You got to get on SpaceX and go or, to Mars with Elon Musk, man. Or get, get, get to work on shot. fucking Mask 2 before Cher dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Sometimes <laughs> we'd be talking about Jake Paul above uh, Mike Tyson, honestly, right? Because people are talking yeah. more about his fight than Iron Mike himself and the, the fight that was against Roy Jones Jr. So. Yeah. I don't know, man. The uh, right before it started, do you remember? Um, he was talking to, he was doing an interview, and then he was he just looks at the camera and, and starts making a goat noise. And he's like, what are you doing? It's a goat. It's the goat. I'm the goat. I'm like, what, dude? This guy sounds like whacked out of. He's he was trying to sound in the, in the interview real serious, like uh, angry and shit. I'm gonna go in there and kill him. And um, then he just started cracking jokes. I think he. Didn't realize the camera was still rolling, bro. It was weird. Well, then, it was just say weird. like the the day after, like I, I just smoked a bunch of pot before the fight too. Yeah, so. probably. <laughs> Excuse or not, but it's like I just smoked a bunch of pot too before. So I I, I, I liked um I liked the way Tyson was fighting. Roy Jones, he wasn't fighting, bro. He was running, man. Just I don't know. He was scared, in my opinion, bro. He felt he got hit a couple times in the body, and he did not like that shit, bro. Even if it's exhibitions, I don't know how anybody gave fucking Roy Jones a round. Well, yeah, not so this uh, the event that was it kind of the momentum is on Mike Tyson's side, of course. But Jake yeah. Paul, like I said, it leads into just some weird, wacky matchups that could honestly be MMA slash boxing, straight boxing. So. It shit got weird overnight, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what this event was for. It was just kind of a, you know, a test phase. But honestly, it was fucking successful because it's probably yeah. going to sell more the next time around. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to credit to Mike Tyson. He's been culturally relevant for, you know, over 20 plus years now. Even post-boxing career, he's still involved. He makes appearances in professional wrestling. He has that podcast that's really successful. Um, you know, he'll um, it was in the hangover one and hangover, two. yeah, and those movies, yeah, yeah. So it's like he's finally, you know, get the spotlight on him, you know, whether it's poking fun of himself or you know, being serious or telling the stories about boxing, man. And credit to the dude, man, he's he's a little staple here in America. So, like you said, it's gonna get weird, but people are gonna watch her because yeah. it's Mike Tyson. You know what? Mike Tyson has two first names, too. Now that I think about it, Mike Tyson. You should fight Jake Paul, the battle of the two names. There you go. I See, like it. And not only now, Alex, do we have bare knuckle to throw, you know, guys to, we have a uh, thriller. Yeah. Now, right. 
Bro, you know what? Now that you mentioned bare knuckle, you know who should fucking do bare knuckle? Jake fucking Paul. <laughs> that dude will mop the floor with everybody. I would gladly pay the bare knuckle fighting championship like 80 <laughs> bucks to watch Jake Paul. You know what he should also do, bro? <laughs> he should get into NASCAR. <laughs> he would be amazing. I mean, this guy, NASCAR, the NFL, Jake Paul for fucking president. <laughs> Apparently he's getting, he's getting that way one one fight at a time. Right, one there. fight at a time. That's insane. <laughs> he's got the swag. He's got the momentum going into 2021. Uh, possibilities are endless for Jake Paul. <laughs> Jake Paul. <laughs> but also Jake that night, State Farm. Okay. Yeah, well, he could do just about anything. State Farm too included, but um, yeah. Yeah. Also that night, uh, we did have a UFC event. I know Rudy, you guys touched on it uh, Monday. Shout out to uh, Tommy D and the the Park Ranger. You know who we're talking about? Uh, the biggest Park Ranger that's uh, that's ever been. Tyler the Sasquatch King. <laughs> yeah, you guys touched on this card on Monday, but um, uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched it in its entirety. Um, it wasn't really the most stacked card. Uh, the fights that really kind of stood out to me. But uh, starting, I guess, with you, Rudy, I got to get your rough, rough take, more rough than, than mine's going to be. But what's a fight that stood out for you on the card, man? I don't even know. I don't even know what to say on the, to that, bro. This, this event just, it was a fucking, <laughs> it was abysmal, bro. And I, I didn't have fun watching the Tyson uh, event. I was just, I was watching both, you know, and it was just like, dude, this is, Fucking, and I only watch the UFC event because, you know, of what I do on event night. I do who you yeah. got, and uh, sometimes it's a chore, huh? Yeah, <laughs> like it, it felt like a chore, dude. Um, <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck, man, this event sucks." You know, yeah, it was what one of those like UFC signed a contract with ESPN to have X amount of events per year, and this is one of those. Well, this contract by having this event go on no matter yeah, what. Yeah, dude. I mean, it was just I mean, very lackluster, dude. At least to me, you know. And I watched all the fights. I mean, I watched every single fucking fight, dude. Yeah. From start to finish. And I think you know, even post post uh before Derek Lewis that fight got pulled, I think the highlight was let let's see if Derek Lewis wins and let's see what what crazy shit he's gonna say after after the. Fight. Right. was kind of really a salient point for some fans and that that didn't happen now you're kind of live, left with with anthony smith um you know just no real like storyline progressions in any of this card i as far as i thought the big picture in the ufc to me it was just kind of like all right they had a this card needs to be done so here it is presented in, well, in all its glory to answer your question um the fight that stood out the most to me i guess i would say Parker Porter fight. Fuck no. <laughs> no, I mean that was a three round decision. Um for it was reason. a fight of the night. Yeah, I it thought. was fight of the night, not for me, man. Just uh I thought the fight of the night for me was Jonathan Pierce versus uh Kai Kamaka. Yeah, a that, good fight. Yeah, that was Pierce. a good fight, man. And um, you know, it was a. I think um Kamaka was the uh, the favorite, dude. Jonathan Pierce was yeah. the underdog because I guess this is the last fight he he went in and lost against Joe Lalzon, which isn't 
I mean, that's nothing to be ashamed of. And then he got injured and had surgery, and then he came back. And this was his first fight back, and he did good, man. He ended up winning that fight. It was a good fight, man. Um, but yeah, the Parker Porter fight, I don't know, dude. A lot of people were riding Parisians nuts. I wasn't. I mean, I picked him, but I wasn't mad when he lost. And you, Alex, what's a, a standout? I mean, Pierce is perfect. I was definitely looking for that, Rudy. Yeah. Said, right? But is there any other fight? I mean, there's three that I have in my mind, but you're... you're I like, uh, for me, it probably was uh, uh, Gina Mazan and Rachel Ostevich. I've seen a fight. Picks, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was Kinda, a good it fight. Was a high-action fight. Was, you know, some crazy transitions. Ostevich brought it. Um, just seeing you know, her, the TKO Bria body kicks was cool. That was probably... For me, one of the, one of the good fights of the night for sure. Yeah, that you know, was Ostevich one of the better good. fights, dude. Ostevich, yeah. after that fight, I mean, dude, she's more than just a pretty face. That I was gonna say that that B, but I shouldn't be. You know what? I'm gonna say that bitch could take a punch to the face. <laughs> she definitely proved like that, and Bro, she had a chip on her shoulder coming. She just so. fucking she she kind of took a beating, but she was giving it back. You know. Yeah, I'm impressed. He's off to Bear Knuckle soon. Bear Knuckle Ostrovich signing the contract. <laughs> what about you, Dave? What was, what was some of the highlights for you? I, I think the first fight of the night, the Nate Manus fight, was really good because Luke yeah. Sanders, uh, he fought definitely a Luke Sanders fight where he comes out strong. Uh, he's up around, like really dominant, and then he just gets choked out. And uh, that's what Nate Manus did. He, he weathered the storm. And I thought Nate Manis looked really good. I mean, he's only lost one fight in his career. I think the fight was a catchweight fight because it was short notice. So it was like a 140-pound fight. But I thought yeah. he looked really good to start the card off. Yeah, you and know I what? Think- and it fizzled out after that for me. And I guess that's why I didn't really remember it until you mentioned it. it w- that was a real good fight. And I think uh, another fight that uh, I think Tommy D had a lot to talk about in the chat is uh, kind of the same old story for Spike Carlisle against Bill Algio. Scott Farkas. Car- yeah. He goes there and just 100 miles an hour from the gate, and uh, that cost him in his previous bout. Um, honestly, he'd be 0-3 in the UFC had he not been disqualified for illegal strikes against my boy Alon Cruz in his fucking UFC debut. But Spike Carlisle, bottom of the Spike Carlisle-type fight, but... The guy, man, I mean, he fell to nine and three, but he's just one of those tough, gritty dudes that's always going to bring it, that's going to be in the fight to the end. But uh, Bill Algio pulled it out. Um, Carlisle's not an easy guy to finish. I said on Monday, he, he's the uh, ginger Phil Baroni. <laughs> you know what? That's a good, enough, that's a good uh, comparison. He, he is, is, bro. <laughs> I mean, he'll blow his wad just trying to beat your head in. He's kind of like yeah. Mike Perry, too, you know? Yeah. He's, yeah, he, he got, yeah, he's a personality, so the UFC like him, so that I think they're going to keep giving him chances. And then for every, like, two, three fight losing strike he's on, if he comes back and knocks somebody out and, like, in super marketable, they'll, they'll give him that slack more so than other fighters who are kind of, you know, not as entertaining to watch as he is. So, I mean, Spike Carlisle, uh, you know, was it the Alpha Ginger? Yeah, the yeah. Alpha Ginger. I mean, I his, his name's that, cool, so. bro. Not his nickname, but his real name, Spike. What the fuck? That's weird. Yeah. It's like a video game bad guy, you know, like fucking Fatal Fury Spike. <laughs> Spike Carlisle. What is wrong with that? Yeah, but I ultimately think the standout star of the night, though, none of you guys mentioned him, Miguel Baeza fighting in the co-main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a guy low, low key to watch out for, even though the 
Shark Tank that is the welterweight division. Um, he's low-key rising the ranks at 10-0. and 0. I think he deserves a, a top 15 opponent to see what he's got because, I mean, Sato, a lot of people were high on him. Uh, Baeza went in there and definitely was uh, was getting the better of him on the striking. Uh, and he said post-fight that, you know, he definitely wanted to show that he's no slouch on the ground. He's a black belt. Uh, he didn't really want to reveal that. He said it actually in post-fight. But, uh, man, the guy trains at Master uh, – but he trains with Colby Covington. That's what happens. Yeah. He, tra he trained with goats like Colby Covington. That's what you see happen. <laughs> Goat. And, uh, <laughs> Miguel Baeza is a, is a low-key star. Even Dana White had high praise for him uh, post-fight and uh, definitely got to agree with the bald boss because, uh, yeah, he's tough as shit, man. I want to see him against a high-profile opponent, man. Yeah, I think he's a 10-0 now, man. You got Now it's the time to see what you got. Yeah, the main event, I don't know, man. It was exactly what I expected. So yeah. I don't got much to say about that. I think we pretty much summed up the whole fucking event. We hey, shout out to like Devin Clark for going in there looking like Thorny from uh, Super Troopers, though. Yeah. <laughs> right? Young and, well, yeah. But it was a fight that we all seen. I mean, I, I, Devin Clark trains at Jackson Week MMA. Um, him stepping there against Anthony Smith. Um, Anthony Smith what was it like his seventh uh, main event fight? He's That's honestly, crazy. yeah, he's been in more main events than like Daniel Cormier. Why does he I mean? look like the Red Skull, bro? That dude looks so fucking weird, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, just look at this guy. He does. I but yeah, it was, I, it was ballsy, a, a move by him because um, he he had to come back and win good <laughs> and have a, a dominant win because him any kind of damage to Clark and even losing a round. It would, it would be down on him because Anthony Smith's been to the top. He's fought John Jones. So if he would have looked any type of, you know, a shitty performance against Devin Clark, definitely not a good thing for him. But he came in there, showed up, and uh, props to him because, I mean, if he took a loss there, that's fucking – that's curtains for his career at 205. You know what I mean? Yeah. Coitons. Yeah, he's definitely, like, right there, like on the Jimmy Manuel status. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Manuel. That's a name I haven't heard in a while, but great, great, great. <laughs> Yeah. Jimmy Manawa just called somebody out. I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was Anthony Smith, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. no it was... Before that, who was it, dude? He called somebody oh, Craig out. Got called out. That, that's the fight that everybody wants to see, or I want to see, not everybody, but uh, Paul Craig and Anthony Smith. Dared you. Oh, yeah. That's the guy he called out, dude. That's right. I think that's a good fight, too. I mean, even if it is, well, Anthony Smith, we know when John Jones took him to the ground, what happens there. But Paul Craig is definitely skilled uh, everywhere the fight goes. Yeah, I he, think he talked shit to him um, after he, he beat uh, Mauricio Shogun in the yeah, uh, previous event. UFC matchmakers, we know you're listening. Look that fight. It's a good one. And we didn't even talk about that event, did we? Oh, the Bear Jew. Or, yeah, that was a uh, – we are on vacation – uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, the weekend, Davis and Figueroa versus Al that was a badass event, dude. A boy Tim Means yeah, no, no, Alex, with the hurt, bro. That show. that fight was the best fight for me. Tim Means versus Mike Perry. Did he piece that motherfucker up? Yeah, it was yeah. it was enjoyable to watch, bro. It looked like fucking <clears throat> Nate Diaz piecing fucking what's his dumbass. Who was that guy he pieced up? That ginger, bro. I'm trying to remember his fucking name. Oh, um, Conor McGregor? Not Conor McGregor, <laughs> the other ginger, bro. He seems to like piece up gingers, man. Um, but he just 
Yeah, man, it, it was a thing. It was a thing of beauty, man. If you haven't seen that fight, uh, Tim Means, and that's because we had him on the show. Yeah. Before, I think the week before, right? Yeah, we yeah, the week before. Yeah, man, he fucking he pieced up Mike Perry, like it was nobody's business. And he earned man. that new uh, UFC contract too with the win, so even better. So on the side of Tim Means. Yeah, that that was a, a a badass fight, man. That was fight of the night for me for that event. Yeah, I mean Tim Means, he, he complete opposite professional fighter. And Tim Means makes weight, you know, does his job. And yeah, Mike Perry doesn't have a corner weight by what four pounds. Yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of like the complete opposites of uh, of fighters being but, trained uh, yeah, by his girlfriend. Yeah, so. and he took an extra thirty k from Perry, so even better too. Um, yeah, I like oh, how. Yeah. To try to tell, why are you upset about that? He's all, why would I be upset? I'm third richer because of my career. I don't care. <laughs> and what do you guys think about Brandon Moreno, dude, beating Brandon Royval, dude? And he's fighting. He fought like two weeks ago, and he's gonna fight again. They're fighting like yeah for the uh, the main event. I didn't they? And yeah. these guys, both guys, fought on the same card too. That's insane. Yeah, right? they they made the fight after the event was over. They said, all right, I'll see you guys in like in a month. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, Moreno, I mean, like. But Brandon Royval's shoulder popped out, but I mean, it's only a bit. I think the fight was gonna was going Moreno's way, from what I saw. Um, Moreno, tough dude. I think his his whole story is people not kind of uh looking at looking him over. Like remember, he got he lost on tough, came back, was invited for finale, won his fight in finale, knocked off some wins, got cut. Uh, now he's back. Now he's at a title shot. So I think he's probably the best guy for the job right now. Um, can he beat? figure it out i have i don't think so because that guy's a, a beast yeah, the way he took out us but hey it's, it's gonna be a scrap for sure i think yeah man moreno doesn't have any any uh quit in him man and um i'll be going for you mclovin i uh, hope you win that fight even though i really don't think deep down inside that you will because figurato is just a bad motherfucker man i don't know what else to say he's like a what's that movie with the uh, adam sandler where he's a hairdresser but like a Oh, the Zohan. Don't fuck with the Zohan, dude. He's Isn't that him? Like a, a former hairdresser. For real. He, dude, he, is, is, that, he should change his name to the Zohan. The Brazilian <laughs> Zohan. The Brohan. I like it. Right? Another reason I like the fight, too, is it's kind of the uh, UFC hopes or Dana White and the matchmakers of a, a Mexican star as the flyweight yep. champion. Because as we all know, Yair Rodriguez, suspended, Usada yeah. violation. He's no longer in the pool. We're not going to see the Zabit fight. So we ain't talking about yeah. that guy. He hasn't fought in three years. So we are talking about Brandon Moreno and uh, Davidson Figueredo. And it's it's great matchmaking, very proper. We said the Roy Val uh, uh, Moreno fight. A Mexican Wins star as their flyweight yeah. champion. Yeah. So we all about know, a week's time. Here, uh, we shall see. Uh, you know, I mean, Figueredo is becoming a star. Uh, Moreno yeah. could take off behind, uh, next weekend. So. Looking forward to talking about that fight, uh, you know, come next week. But proper, proper matchmaking. The flyweight division ain't going anywhere. Yeah, that's a good point. I think so, too. Like, even, like, the, 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 this post money in my Sarah where there's a rumors of them even getting rid of the division, I think now you have the, the quirkiness and kind of the unique attitude of Figueredo. You got that workhorse, Mexican style, and Moreno. And you got guys, you know, it, it's, it's, it's there. Now you got, like, fighters, fighters. Now instead of having just one guy dominant at the top in Mighty Mouse, now you have like a sprinkle of personalities in this division, which I think should help it carry it throughout the throughout the years coming. 
Yeah, man. I mean, this this past that event was. I don't know, man. It doesn't make me feel so bad about the this past event this past weekend. Figueredo, it was good enough for two weeks, man. It was a good event, great event. That's a good point. Remember, I mean, Joaquin Buckley versus Jordan Wright. That was a good fight. God, Joaquin Buckley's murdering people. Yeah, it's such a shitty. Well, honestly, Jordan Wright, like I, like we talked about it and we broke it down. The guy's always been a finisher. Every single one of his fights, uh, he's dominated. Seeing Joaquin Buckley go in there and nearly put him out in the first round, early in the second, that's dominant. Um, he's going to get fed nothing but killers. Um, looking forward to anybody that he's fighting, um, especially the man that's given him a knockout, Kevin Holland, who is fighting Jacare Souza in a short month weeks too as well so they pulled a switcheroo with the this weekend's card jack hermance and uh, marvin vittori so we'll get to that here in a few well the that a couple fights that stood out for me on the previous card i just kind of want to blast through these bro the lewis koski the uh the opening fight uh versus sasha palatnikov i think he was probably the biggest underdog dog on the card and Dude, he man. fucking pulled it off, man. It was a good fucking fight. Great way to start the event. Uh, feel bad for our boy Koski, but I think it's a learning experience for him. He uh, he blew his wad, man. And he, that that dude can fucking punch, dude. But Palatnikov has a chin. That motherfucker has a chin. He survived a brutal fucking beatdown and came back. And I'm glad the ref didn't stop it, bro. Hats off to the ref for not stopping that fight. And uh, Palatnikov pulled it off, man. Win in the third round, I think. Yeah, a round of the year candidate, too. I think that fight, too, as well. And uh, it's kind of weird, too, because on the same note, uh, Nicholas Dalby was supposed to fight Kosi. Uh, Dalby ended up finding, uh, fighting Daniel Rodriguez. Controversial decision there against Daniel Rodriguez. So uh, hopefully we can have Daniel on here in the next short weeks before the year's out. And talk about uh, you know that fight itself because uh, Daniel was previously supposed to be on the show uh, you know two weeks ago, but we'll get to that. But Nicholas Dalby with a fucking killer win over Daniel Rodriguez un- unexpectedly. I mean, tight tight knit fight, but he hedged him out, and uh, I think the judging was was pretty shitty in that fight. Yeah, man, that was probably the uh, shittiest fight of the night. <laughs> I mean, it was the, the whole card was fucking amazing, dude. Shevchenko versus Lipsky. I, I expected more out of Lipsky, but Shevchenko won that fight. And, I mean, in good fashion, bro. She outstruck the shit out of her. Um, oh, and worth mentioning, too, on that topic, we said it on this show. I, I mentioned it about Shevchenko fighting her sister. If you yeah. listen to that post-fight conference, I don't know who it is that brings it up to Valentina, and they actually ask her if that's a possibility of her fighting her sister. So. Thank you to whoever it was, uh, media that's allowed there that listens to Sating Ringside. Yeah, she's, she's probably like, uh, yeah, I'll beat her ass. She still she has some clothes that she <laughs> never gave back. <laughs> you know the way sisters are, bro. My wife and her she sister. Took, uh, she took my doll like when we were kids, and I never forgot For that. Reals, man. <laughs> that bitch still has my skirt. <laughs> I don't know. That's stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, but I'm that, that event with- overall, man, that event, Figueredo versus uh, Perez, I would have given that one a solid nine for sure, dude. Head to toe, yeah, like great card. Guy. What about you guys? 
It seemed like it was a month ago too. That's another yeah, no, thing about it. And we've only weeks. <laughs> like it was a long time ago. But looking back, yeah, I mean, we also had uh, was it uh, Mister uh, Mr. Runway himself, Alan Joban, come back and get a win. Yeah, and that was um, a good fight too, bro. A- he went out there and yeah. fucking he put a hurting on Jared Gordon. It was a good back and forth, but I don't know, man. I, I was really impressed with the uh, with Joban. I, I think Versace he- power. Yeah, man, it it was a good, it was a really good fight, man. I'm telling you that that event from head to toe was really good. It was a solid nine. Last week's was a fucking two. Yeah, it's a D minus for. I didn't give my official grade, but yeah, a D minus. You know how rough I am with these cards. So. I'm giving it a two, bro. I'm going fucking score a one of ten, two. Yeah. Deserving, deserving. And the yep. the one prior to that was a nine, dude. So that's a huge fucking difference, man. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I guess uh, this week's card. Yeah, yeah, leading into this Saturday, uh, the switcheroo, like I mentioned, the Jack Hermanson, uh, Marvin Vittori main event. Uh, last minute, Kevin Holland uh, coming down with the COVID. Um, they're still rebooking him. Uh, he's gonna fight next week. You know, so we got uh, Marvin Vittori. Guy who's fought for the belt, uh, fighting Jack Hermanson, who's looking to be the next contender uh, to fight Adesanya because Adesanya doesn't have a fight booked, obviously, right? The uh, yeah. Jan Blachowicz fight is not official at all at the moment. So I think they're kind of waiting out to see what happens here. Maybe Jack Hermanson's the next guy. Yeah, th- this whole event is going to be uh, it's going to be pretty, pretty stacked, bro. I'm pretty stoked about it. And I think it's stacked with a lot of submission specialists, too, is why I'm really intrigued by the matchups placed on where they are, including Jimmy Flick against Cody Durden. Uh, Jordan Leavitt, uh, definitely look out for that guy. But, uh, yeah, this card overall is super low-key and definitely won't be a two. I can say that. Fuck we want no, to start from dude. The bottom. This, this event's going to be a solid eight. I guarantee at least an eight, bro, if not a nine. Or maybe even better, man. I mean, it's it's going to be really good, man. Well, starting from the bottom, we got a heavyweight fight. Uh, Gian Vellante against Jake Collier. I do not know. Last time I seen Gian Vellante in there, he looked like he had uh, too many uh, Cuban sandwiches and donuts. And uh, he actually had a win. He almost had Maurice Green out of there. But Jake Collier hasn't looked too great as well. So I'm going to go with the guy with the... Smaller nips, John Vellante. John Vellante. <laughs> yeah, I'll go yeah, with John too as well. Yeah, before Alex, you make your prediction. We're talking heavyweights, number hundred, uh, ranked one twenty-one. Jay Collier against ninety-six. John Vellante in the world. That's what we're seeing right here to start this card off. Yeah, but you never know. Remember, did Jake? He fought back. He did look a little uh, soft around everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Who you got? I think I got uh, Jean, Jean Vellante. I think uh, gone are the days of uh, the heavyweights looking like Brock Lesnar and Alistair Overeem. Right now we're back to the whole cabbage kind of oh, era. Big Country now. Nelson. Big Country Nelson, right? Now that USADA yeah. has their, their hold on the UFC, we're no Hank longer are the heavyweights completely shredded now. <laughs> We get, I guess we gotta get used to the dick collars of the world. Big nips, you yeah. mean? Puffy nips. Yeah, I gotta go 
Duarte by knockout just because uh, he needs to win a fight. And I think Collier has looked like shit the last couple of appearances out there. I think Duarte has definitely got the, you know, better coaching. He's, he's more, uh, he's ready for this heavyweight fight. Last time was a short notice. So I think he's got to be ready here. Uh, start the night off with a knockout. Uh, Miante. Yeah, heavyweight Miante. I got Jean Vellant, dude, for, uh, or Vellante, whatever the hell you say his dumbass name. Jean Vellante, he's going to win. I think it's going to be by decision. And if it is, then the card's going to start off uh, kind of shitty. But uh, I hope, he, Vellante, I hope it doesn't, but I don't know, man. I kind of see them. I don't know. It's like being two pieces of shit get squished together, making a bigger shit. That's what I see. Yeah, there's almost nothing like a, a heavyweight <laughs> That's not a good way to start the card, but... Yeah. I mean, it's, they clog up your toilet, right? This is two pieces of shit forming a bigger... <laughs> and holy shit, you know, the next fight, um, Ilya Topuria versus Damon Jackson. Damon Jackson looks like the dude from fucking Sin City. The yellow guy from Sin City. Holy crap. Yeah. It's a hell of a fight, though. You gotta admit, this is a, a a prelim fight, 145. I think last time uh, Jackson competed, he got a pretty nasty submission over Masad Bektik. Not easy to do, and I think it was like a comeback win for him. But you can't really count this guy out. But he's fighting a Tepori who's undefeated. Um, but honestly, I think this is a fight uh, Damon Jackson's got to really show out because Teporia is coming in with a lot of momentum. And coming out, the, the Masad Bektik win, it's kind of been like a staple in the 45 division. You could beat that guy. You're kind of on your way to getting to the top 20, 15-ish. So he's already done that, and I think he gets a win over Tapuria, probably in a rough, tough uh, decision here. I think it's going to be a fucking action fight early on. It's going to be Ante fight. We're going to be disappointed, and then we're going to get this fight, and we're going to be happy again. Holy shit, bro. I'm putting up the picture of Damon Jackson right now and the dude from Sin City. It's fucking uncanny, people. Look at this shit. Damon Jackson, Sin City. Damon Jackson, Sin City. Rourke Jr. is his name. Nope. I think Damon Jackson. The yellow guy. Yeah, the really? yellow guy from Sin City. He looks just like him. That's insane. Anyways. Well, yeah. yeah, you got both these guys who are the majority of their wins that come from submission. So that usually negates their, their ground game, right? So we should get a banger of a fight yeah. so hopefully that um that kind of comes out you got with damon i think with 14 submissions and you got a Taporia with nine career wins and seven submissions so it's like uh that'd be kind of interesting to see for sure yeah i think the Yusuf Zalal fight was a good test for him too because on both sides you got the bectic win for jackson Yusuf Zalal uh, was defeated by Taporia, so Absolutely, they've been tested. Um, this is a great fight, great matchmaking early on in the card, for sure. Well, we have Jimmy Flick entering the room with us, guys. There and he we'll is. Talk about the rest of the event coming up. What's going on, Jimmy? Hey, what's up, boys? What's happening, Jimmy? And you know what, oh, Jimmy? Man. We're breaking down the card, and we're right to your fight, and you're joining us right now live, brother. Perfect, 
yeah, portable sign right now. Cutting look up at right. that. You're following up uh, after uh, Ilya Topuria versus Damon, uh, the yellow guy from Sin City, Jackson, um, in your upcoming fight against Cody Durden. How do you feel going into your fight, man? I feel great, man. The weight cut's been good, dude. Uh, all the training's been awesome. I've been off work for the last couple weeks and uh, just been focusing on the fight. So it's been great. Just finished up training over at the UFC Performance Institute. That was pretty awesome. So now we just got a few pounds to cut tonight, get a light food in, and then we got weigh-ins in the morning. Holy shit, dude. Uh, I thought you were in one of those big suits. But you're in one of those fucking, uh, one of those ice things, aren't you? Those saunas. He's in those it's portable port saunas. Yeah. Oh, you're in a portable sauna, so it is a big suit. Hell, dude, hey. I was like, damn, am I tripping? Yeah, that's what they got us here in our own little room, our training room. For Since everything with the COVID, you can't go hit a sauna. But they got portable saunas set up for us. Wow, yeah, look at that. It looks like your weight cut's going good, man, because... Uh, we're used to seeing a plumper Jimmy Flick. And I know when, when you look the way you do right now, it's fucking game time. Yeah, man. I'm only a couple pounds away. Face looks good. Voice is still good. Usually my voice starts getting really small and it's a lot harder to hear me. So the weight cut's been amazing. So why is that, Jimmy? Did you kind of switch something up? Or is it just kind of more preparation? You last fought in September. Why is it going this time? Um, anything to change up differently for this camp? Uh, my coach, man, he's really helped me a lot with my eating. Uh, I'm a very picky eater, and uh, I've never paid attention to sodium, carbs, or anything like that. Now I kind of watch my calorie intake. I eat a lot of uh, raw spinach now with my chicken. I stay away from bread. Uh, usually I uh, I eat a lot of bread and eat a lot of sandwiches. <laughs> and uh, this time it's been a lot different. And then also my work's let me off for the last four weeks. So I've had a lot of time to focus on training, getting that work in, and uh, by far one of the best weight cuts so far. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Uh, especially considering the fact that your job's letting you take the time off to do what you got to do and help you build up your, your name and your brand and you know, make, make a, a name for yourself in the UFC. Yes, sir, man. It's great, man. And I'm ready for my UFC debut this Saturday night. And it's yeah, yeah. exciting, bro. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy, we always appreciate you making time for Fightbook MMA and uh, sitting ringside. It's always a pleasure having you on. It seems like it's a tradition to have you on, you know, a couple days before fight. Uh, right now you're cutting weight, getting ready to make weight in the morning. Uh, it's a big time. Uh, it's, it's your debut, man. Uh, you've been calling your shot since the summertime, becoming the LFA champion. So how does it feel walking back into that the UFC facility, getting that Reebok gear, becoming a little bit more uh, comfortable, feeling, feeling right over there in Vegas, isn't it? Oh, man. Yeah, it's amazing, dude. It's like right where I took off. Uh, this time I got meal prep, too. They did the meal prep for me and everything. That's been freaking awesome uh anything i need the ufc has been taking great care of us got to go to the ufc pi um was at the ufc apex earlier today or yesterday doing uh photo shoots and stuff it, it's a dream come true for sure man and it's a hell of a way to end 2020 
Yeah, we would love to see that too, because like I said, you've been calling your shots, so uh, it's uh, great to have you on and making the time for us, and uh, it's been a tradition, so hopefully we keep this tradition going, and uh, yeah, man, it's great to see you out there. We're proud of you at Fightbook MMA. Uh, just, just ready to see you take that 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 spot, man. Your your third fight uh, on the card. Like I said, we were just talking about your fight with Cody Durden. Uh, your thoughts on Cody? Have you ran into him out there in Vegas? Uh, I know there's kind of been back and forth online with uh, you know interviews on separate sides. But uh, what's your your thoughts on Cody as opponent going in? Uh, you know, thinking it through right now at the moment, man. Oh, I think it's a great matchup. Yeah, we went back and forth on social media a little bit. No big deal. Uh, when I seen him, I seen him, I gave him a fist bump, you know, told him good luck, you know, let's do work. Let's go get this 50K, you know, let's change our lives, man. So we're both looking for our first win in the UFC and he's coming down to flyweight. So I'm here to see what it looks like tomorrow night uh, or tomorrow at weigh-ins, you know, see if he makes the 126 pound cut. Uh, I know I'm going to make it. Uh, we're on point to make it tonight. I get a light little meal in, and then if I got to get up in the morning and hit a little bit, we'll be good to go. And uh, I plan on being one of the first ones on the scale tomorrow and get hydrated back up. I can't wait to get the get in the cage and get locked in the cage with him, man. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fireworks, and we're the third fight of the night, so get to get in there, do work, and then get back to the hotel and watch the rest of the fights. Yeah, man. And hey, yeah. Uh, oh, so I'll just say, how much is a, a mental advantage knowing like the night before I'm all good on weight? You know, I'm a couple, I could make it tonight. Are you going to sleep better now? Like knowing that? And like, no, you know, or other fighters who are up all night or, you know, they're still trying to make as they tell. What's that like? Like that mentally knowing, you know what? Good right now. Oh, it's one of the best feelings in the world when you're a fighter going into the day before weighing. <laughs> I've been dreaming about this night right here. And UFC, we weigh in at 9 a.m. Um, I can be down there at 8.30, jump on that bus, head over there at 9 a.m. They're going to have a meal already over there for me. They're going to have some uh, fruit over there for me. And I've got everything ready. Uh, they've already took me to a whole store. I got all my food. I got all my Pedialyte, man. And now it's just burn this last couple pounds. And like you said, get some good sleep tonight wake up, go make weight, and then all the hard work's been done. Yeah, and about the weight cut too, Jimmy, uh, I know uh, Cody's had some problems cutting to 125 before, so uh, Alex just said, uh, you know, you got to be a little bit more confident in knowing you're you're right there, that that's where you're at, he's got to come down to you, so recently heard about that, so if that's an issue, it's not going to be a problem, right, because it's money in your pocket, say he does make, uh, doesn't make weight, you're still going to take the fight, right? Oh, yeah, extra 20% too. Hell yeah, son. That's what I love about the UFC, man. There ain't no negotiating. You either make weight or you lose that money. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, now I'm just excited. You know, uh, this is my fourth fight at Flyweight. So, and every time this year, it seems like the cut's going better. Uh, even after that last fight, y'all seen me, I got pretty big. Uh, I'm not going to tell anybody how big I actually mm -hmm. got, but I got bigger than weight I should have. And to still be able to come in and uh, get down to weight, no problem. It, it, it's awesome, man. It's a good feeling. And I know my cardio, I know all the training has been done and uh, I'm ready to put on a performance Saturday night. Yeah, I, I can't wait, dude. Um, I think the most enjoyable thing I like about you, Jimmy, is that uh, you're real, man. You keep it real. Uh, you're always a professional. Um, you don't talk a lot of shit, man. You go and you, you talk shit in the ring. You know what I mean? 
you let your fist do the talking and uh i think that's that's my favorite thing about you is that you you go in there and you uh you deliver every fucking time bro I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's killed or be killed out there, man. And this is what I've been wanting to do my whole life is fucking make that walk to the UFC. I would have never predicted it's going to be with no fans. But as long as it's in front of Dana White, that's all that matters. I want to make that guy happy like I did in my last fight and try to earn that 50K and change my family's life. I'm telling you, dude, you're, you're the kind of guy that people should be afraid of in the UFC when your name comes up. Um, I think they, they should just take notice and... Hey man, this guy doesn't really talk shit, bro. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how I would feel about that in the UFC. I want to fight somebody who doesn't really fucking. I don't know, man. I, I don't really see you. you. You're just one of those silent killers, bro. I fucking love it. Hell yeah, yeah. I like to show up and do work, man. That's what we're doing. We're fighters. <laughs> Me and Cody went a little back and forth on social media, but he got all butt hurt because I said I'm gonna put him to sleep or break his arm. But that, that, that's who I am, dude. I, I like to finish fights. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the champ. I don't care if you're Brandon Morono, Brandon Vorral, uh, fucking Tim Elliott. I'm coming after them all. I told him I'm the best flyweight in the world, and I'm gonna start off with proving it Saturday night. Oh yeah. Yeah, Jimmy, I got it. Oh, gosh. I got it. Um, yeah, touched sorry. about it with uh, with with your work, kind of gave me the time off to, to properly train. Can you talk about the support system you have back home with your friends, family, and you know, just your friends, your coworkers, your job, you know, back home in Oklahoma, letting you prepare, you know, seeing you come on the Contender Series, and now getting your shot in the UFC card. Can you talk about the support system you have? Oh, dude, I have a huge support system, especially being the first fighter from Sand Springs, Oklahoma, to make it to the UFC. I go around town. I go to Walmart. People are noticing me, telling me good luck. Stop at a restaurant. They want to take pictures, ask when I'm fighting. Uh, I love it, man. I enjoy it. My little girls are like, what's going on? You know, and, you know, mm -hmm. how do they know you, daddy? And I try to explain it to them, you know, and uh, it, it's amazing. And my job, I, I've been there for five years, man. And I went down to part-time as well. And then I was working part-time prior to them letting me off for the last four weeks. And they've still been paying me, man. And it, it's it's amazing. It's a huge support, big motivation to be able to go in there and know win, lose, or draw. I have one of the biggest support systems out of Oklahoma. And it just motivates me to push harder, to train harder, to be on weight, you know, to do everything I got to do to show up and perform for all my fans, my supporters. There's so many watch parties going on back home too. People tagging me in posts. And I even got people around the world from uh, Kakistan, from Ukraine, from Ireland, from Canada, everywhere. Dude, every day messaging me, telling me that they're a fan of the brick, man. And it's very motivational and I really fucking enjoy it, man. Well, you look like a brick right now in that suit. <laughs> You're yeah, real and square. I'm dropping the brick. Saturday night. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, I was going to ask you earlier too. Uh, well, first, I think we touched on it a little bit in the chat. Uh, the the fight that you were calling for, or it's two guys, first and for Mega. A long but uh, first, I got to get your opinion on the Brandon Royval, Brandon Moreno fight that took place last week. Brandon Moreno now fighting for the flyweight title against Davison Figueroa. Uh, what's your thoughts on um, on him, his performance against Royval, and the upcoming fight for the belt here in a, in a week? 
Uh, it was a great performance, you know. I kind of would have liked to seen a second round because I felt like Brandon Roy Bow was still doing pretty good, man. Uh, even though he would have lost that round one, I think round two could have changed because his stand-up is very active. It's awkward, and he likes to throw. The guy has uh, no fear when he's out there, and that's why I've been wanting to fight that guy. I ain't got no fear. He ain't got no fear. And uh, But it was an amazing performance by Brandon, uh, Brandon Morono. And I'm excited to see what he does with the uh, champ because with the quick turnaround, I think it works out better for Brandon having such a quick turnaround, not being as big flyweight as the champ is. And uh, I want to see how that fight goes. I think it works out in his favor, turning around, doing it on three weeks notice. And I'm hoping to go out here and put on a performance of the night with Cody Durden and call for one of the top 15, or if not call for Brandon Roy Val since he's actually coming off of a loss now, maybe I can get that fight. I would love to see you fight Brandon Moreno. The Brick versus McLovin. That'd be perfect. <laughs> Baby face. Baby face McLovin. <laughs> I love that fight, dude. That, that'd, be, dude. that'd be fight of the year, man, for me. I agree, man. I, I'm looking for them all. You know, we just got to get through Cody first. Can't overlook Cody. Oh, no, not he's at all. Big, strong uh fighter you know especially if he makes 125 i don't know how much of the weight cut's gonna hurt him but uh well i'm excited to just go out there and throw with this guy yep and like we said jimmy i told touched on it a little bit in our, our chat uh the flyweight division isn't going nowhere it's guys like you it's guys like davidson figueredo brandon moreno brandon royval the, the resurgence of the flyweight division um you're you're in the uh, in a position now to make a, a big statement on saturday night so uh it's, it's exciting man it's you against cody uh it's, it's great matchmaking man and uh i, I love to see that you're uh, you're getting that opportunity and giving us the opportunity to speak with you two days before like you said a dream come true so absolutely love that and um and thank you very much damn this week has flown by i can't believe tomorrow's already friday i'm glad it's friday man and i appreciate <laughs> y'all bringing me on like you said uh, since the LFA title fight, we've been doing it right before weigh-ins or the day of weigh-ins, and it's been working out great, man. Yeah. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right, baby. Hey, you know what? I wanted to ask you, how was Thanksgiving, dude? Did you get to eat, or uh, did you were you real cautious about your weight? Uh, I was real cautious. Uh, I'm not a big, big Thanksgiving person. Uh, I just like turkey stuffing. Uh, and not a lot, like, I don't like the green bean casserole. I don't like uh, doubled eggs or anything like that. So it didn't hurt me much. I just had to limit myself on turkey and no rolls. And I love fucking rolls. So <laughs> that was what killed me, you know. And uh, Cowboys suck this year. So, oh, yeah. And <laughs> so with all that, though, it, it was great, man. I ate a lot of turkey. Turkey's real lean, though. So it was great. It didn't kill me too bad. Uh, so, I mean, it it didn't bother me too much. But after this fight, you know, I always get to some good eating. Hell yeah. So I think uh, before we let you go, Jimmy, where can people follow you on social media? If you want to give me share your coaches, training camps, any sponsors you got coming up, man, feel free to let it all out right now. Yes, sir. Yeah, please follow my fan page, Jimmy the Brick Flick. Everybody keeps sending me a uh, friend request on my personal page. I've already hit the 5,000 limit, so I can't uh, – Okay, any friend requests? So I'm trying to get them all to go to my fan page. I'm almost 4,000 followers there. 
Uh, I got the Instagram, the Brick MMA, about to hit four grand followers there as well. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jimmy Flick. And yeah, I'd love to give a shout out to all my sponsors for the support. Harvest Health, The Plug 918, Four Hog, Ryan and Rose Roofing, Paint It Right Tulsa, Industrial Motor Services, Code Zero Customs, Evolved Health and Wellness, Big Elks Energy and Gas, Keystone Chevrolet and Sand Springs, Tulsa Plastic Company, my job, Broadway Barbershop, Simpsons Truck Lining, All Britain Plumbing, Blue Line Signs, HKA USA, Micah Stockton with New York Life, Primary Colors Retro Relics, Fighting for Autism, Tulsa Sport Acupuncture, The Office on Man Sand Springs, CrossFit Sand Springs, Forza Combat Sports, Thunderkick Tulsa, Seth from Keller Williams Realty, The Beer Drinking Club, Gary's Trailer Truck and Gary's Truck and Trailer Services, Tulsa Guttering, Let's Run It, and my sock sponsor, Glide Socks, man. They've been taking great care of me as well, man. Got some nice socks. So appreciate y'all bringing me on, Fightbook MMA. I'll be doing the Tapology picks tomorrow. So everybody make sure you pick up the brick, baby, by submission. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, Jimmy the Brick Flick, he is the most consummate professional, baddest motherfucker on the planet. Thank you again, man, for joining us, bro. That's awesome. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate y'all as always, man. You guys got any other anything else for him, brother? No, Jimmy, you said That's it best, last, man. The last two conversations we had on this podcast is I was asking you how it's going to be done, but you just said it the brick by submission, and that's what it's going to be. Hell yeah. Love it. Love it. All right, y'all have a good one. I appreciate y'all. Have a good one, brother. Thank you. Now, I'm excited to watch him fight, man. Um, that's going to be one of the best fights for me. And like I said, I think fight of the year for me would be Jimmy the Brick Flick versus Brandon Marino. Um, with the hopes to see him fight for the, uh, the title. But, you know, fortunately, Marino's fighting for the title already. Maybe he'll win. Maybe he won't. Um, <clears throat> for Warval, though, I mean that would—that's a good call on his end. Yeah, that, hell yeah, that's a real yeah. good call, man. <clears throat> he would just get him on the ground and pop his fucking shoulder out. Game over. <laughs> yeah, right. everybody knows that to beat Royval out. Pop your shoulder. <laughs> just pop your shoulder out, Jimmy. <laughs> and it just so happened we were breaking down the card when it got to Jimmy Flick, so it's only right that things worked out the way they did. Right. Yeah. I guess it was a good thing that I had so many fuck ups at the start, huh? Thank you, <laughs> shitty internet. But but on the side of yeah Jimmy Flick we just had him on the show awesome he always gives us the time uh, right before you know big a big moment in his life in the UFC when he won the LFA title so we're talking about his fight right now and I Bro, definitely got Jimmy by submission first round submission over Cody Durden dude I I love the how how he's he's always on point man how he answers his questions just it, say, it sounds like he he hasn't rehearsed you know what I'm saying. Like he yeah. hasn't rehearsed, but you're you're just asking him random questions, and he always on fucking point, bro. That's like real professional with this guy, man. And when he has his uh his shout outs, he's he's got everybody. But even if he's reading it, I I know the past couple of times he he didn't have to read it. He just fucking goes down the list. But yeah, like twenty businesses. I think he yeah, he man. Had a, had a moment down. And and he always he always gets them all, dude. When when he's yeah. given the opportunity. It's fucking yeah, awesome, dude. Dude is nothing. He, he's he's a fucking consummate professional, man. 
Yeah, I, I think it goes to the fact that a testament to his personality that the, all those companies are willing to put their name associated him, right? Because they know he's not going to do anything stupid to diminish their, their branding name. So uh, I think it's a real testament that he's able to get a whole list of companies to support him and, and to back him up like that. Yep. To your point, Rudy, it just proves that what a professional he is. Yeah, man, I, I enjoy uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Flick. He's the, the uh, modern-day Matt Hughes for me. He's been calling his shot for a while, so uh, we keep the tradition going. Saturday night, he makes that walk. Uh, very much looking forward to see Jimmy getting in there and impressing the boss and getting that 50K because there's a good chance uh, this fight could produce that 50K. So. And, bro, w what's up, dude? Jimmy Jimmy the Brick Flick came in costume. He looked like an actual brick, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's pretty cool that they also gave him their own saunas in their room. Right. Help yeah. him cut weight. Where are we at in the car Saturday? Well, we're, we're followed up uh, by another guy, uh, Oklahoma guy, Matt Wyman, uh, veteran of the UFC. I honestly didn't know he was still active on the UFC roster, but he's fighting a guy who I'm super high on. The Monkey uh, King. Exactly. Noob Saibot. Oh, yeah. Jimmy's fight followed up by this guy, Jordan Lee. We're, we're in for, I mean... If you never fought, seen Jordan Leavitt fight, wow. uh, this guy is uh, one of those guys that's really, I mean, his nickname says it all. Just just wait to see what happens here. But Matt Wyman's a veteran of the game. He's tough as shit. Uh, but Jordan Leavitt, this is a fight for him to, to really stand out and get a nice slick submission. And I think he does so because that's just what he does in that octagon. Uh, they don't call him the monkey king, the monkey god for a reason. Legit, legit dude to look out for, especially at 55, too, because 55 is loaded, and there's not many guys that fight like him. Yeah, he's, what, almost six feet, so he's lanky. He's a problem for a lot of guys in that division. I agree with the assessment on Jordan, for sure. Yeah, Jordan's going to win that fight. Yeah. That one no, no, not for Matt Wyman, but, uh, yeah, Jordan Leavitt's a, a low-key uh, – He's, he fights blood sport style, you know what I mean? So he's a, yeah. that's a tough match for anybody at 55. I don't care who you are. <laughs> uh, but uh, next up, we do got uh, Luis Smolka, a rebooked fight against uh, Alberto Quinones. I think this fight was supposed to happen, what, two, three weeks ago? Yeah, I think it was three weeks ago. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought I saw these, these their name put up together recently. I don't know if it was COVID or what the issue was, uh, weight cutting from uh, Luis Smolka, but here we have the fight finally happening. Um, it's it's great matchmaking because I think both guys are pretty much like, you know, the outwards of 25, 30s at, um, at 135. Um, but I think, I don't know, Luis Smolka, he's one of those guys. I pick him, he loses. I pick against him, he wins. Uh, this fight here, I'm going to go with Smolka. I'm going to go with Smolka by submission second round. I don't know, man. Um, I think it's going to be pretty evenly matched based on their nipples. Um, if you're looking with me, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> their nipple size is pretty much around the same. But Quinones' nipples are darker, so I'm going to go with Quinones by knockout. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Quinones, too, even though he loves Sean O'Malley. Uh, I'll get kind of pissed off. I'm trying to come with the vengeance on this one. Because his nipples, right? Exactly. Exactly. There you go, bro. 
People need to learn how to judge these fights based on nipples. <laughs> That's one thing you're going to learn and on this show. And crappy tattoos, right? <laughs> crappy tattoos and fucking nipple size. <laughs> the Rudy grade right there. <laughs> so what do you think of the... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So I, I, I already said, right? Quinones by nipples? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think we... The next fight is Gabriel Mowgli Benitez. I hate that nickname. And Justin James. Um, I don't know, man. Guitar Hero kind of disappointed me that last fight. So I don't think he's really improved. He doesn't look like it, judging from this picture. But I'm going to go with uh, Gabriel Benitez Mowgli Jungle Book. Itch. Mowgli. That's a you nickname. Know, That's crazy. Topology, but topology, it's a whole different lineup. You got the uh, Mosvar Ivala against uh, Nate Landwehr. Oh, so they, they took out the Gabriel Benitez fight? Well, I think. Or is that place somewhere it's, else? Yeah, because I'm looking at topology. So if you're looking at the UFC card, I mean, there's always some type of oh, okay. switcheroo. Well, we're looking at uh, then that fight, then uh, Nate Landwehr versus Mosvar Evolve. Um, I'm going with Evolve, yeah. bro. Uh, I like late Nate Landwehr. I think he's a badass. He's from Tennessee. Um, he's just a shit talker, bro. And that dude brings it every fucking time. He's a hard guy to put away. But if anyone can do it, it's going to be the guy whose uh, last name you just switch a couple letters around and it's Evolve. Movsar Evloev. That dude is a bad motherfucker. Dagestani. He's... Know, yeah, bro. The last fight He's that he did, he put a hurting on that motherfucker, bro. It was it was hard to watch, but enjoyable. He just pieced this dude up, and this guy is a badass. I, I said it the last time when we talked about him. Need to watch out for this guy. His name is Evolved for a fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, I went in doubt. Pick the Russian man. This guy is dangerous. And his name, bro, Evolve. I got to go with Nate Landwehr, Killer Be Killed, the guy after he butchered up Darren Elkins. He's one of those guys. Darren Elkins is another guy at 145. You can get past him. You're pretty much, like, going to be the champion or fight for the title. Nate Landwehr did it. I think this fight was supposed to happen a month ago, too. It got yeah. rebooked. I think Landwehr COVID. Um, but yeah, I, I can't pick against Nate Landwehr after that Darren Elkins fight. I can't. Uh, he's the young, or he's the mini could be, but Landwehr is just, he's killer be killed style. I love that shit, man. So Landwehr by, by decision, but it'll, it'll be a toughest fight of his career for sure. Evloev decision. And moving on to, uh, some 205 action. Uh, John Allen against Roman Dolidze. Uh They're good matchmaking. I mean, you got number 40 against number 48. Light heavyweight is kind of, you win three fights and you're you're fighting for the title. But Roman is a low-key guy at 7-0. and I think his, uh, his last win was very impressive. Uh, Allen is a Brazilian. Uh, Dolidze is fighting... He's a Georgian fighter. There's been some Georgian badasses that came into the UFC recently. He's one of them. Um, his last fight was on was 7-18-2020, so he hadn't competed since the summertime. Um, I think this fight here, uh, I don't know if this was a rebooking too as well. 
I thought he was previously a um... okay. I thought he was a one FC guy. Sorry. No, but Roman Dolizzi has a lot of momentum. That's why he's placed on the card where he is. But um, the fight against John Allen, uh, I think he's definitely got the power advantage uh, in the stand-up. I think he's a uh, he's, he's very capable of winning the fight. Uh, many ways of winning the fight more than John Allen does. I got to favor Roman Dolizzi. I don't know, man. I I really can't see uh, Dolizzi's nipples because of his hair on his chest. So. Um... I think uh, Allen's got the nipple size advantage, so I'm going to give it to Allen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird 205 fight. Very strange. Where it's placed on the card, but there's a lot of momentum uh, for the leads, though. I'll go with you, with you uh, David. I'm not too familiar with two of these guys here, but we'll see. Maybe okay. one of them can uh, make a star of themselves on come Saturday. Well, like I said. And if you remember right, Rudy. Mike Rodriguez fight John or he fought John Allen and it was a no contest because of uh, some type of fuckery behind the scenes. So, but uh, Mike Rodriguez, your boy, Pride Rules MMA guest. That's right, Mike Slowpoke yeah. Rodriguez. <laughs> but uh, based on him fighting somebody that's been on Pride Rules, I'm still gonna go with Roman Dolizzi. Huh? Up yours, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but now next, we get to the hero. Mowgli and the guitar here. Next fight, what? Montana De La Rosa. Oh no, you want to talk about? Oh no, Benitez? we got. Yeah, we got. I got Benitez, Justin James on the uh, topology cheat sheet. Yeah. So again, I'm going with the Jungle Book bitch Mowgli. Hate that name, dude. Maybe, oh, maybe he's, a tough, he's a tough out. He's a tough out for anybody at 55. He's proven that. But um, yeah. I think Justin James, the only time he's ever been stopped was his last fight against uh, Gavin Tucker, right? Yeah. Gavin Tucker went like a fucking killer. Um, yeah, Justin James is still a little ways out at 55, but Gabriel Benitez is definitely a, a grinder that you got to get through. And uh, yeah, they're 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 patching him up uh, with another tough opponent here. Benitez is kind of on the ropes there. Maybe he could be cut from the UFC soon. Justin Jane seems like he could stick around a little while, but he's got to get through Benitez. Um, we got to go Guitar Hero style. He gets it done. Decision. Uh, you don't got it in the nipples, bro. <laughs> you don't got the nip, nip, nipple fortitude. <laughs> Nepticular fortitude to take this one. And he's got a black eye in his fucking picture, bro. Come on, man. I can't <laughs> pick a guy who has a black eye already. Hey, you know what's the good thing about the UFC cards, whether they've been D minuses or just twos of tens? We haven't seen any fighter with their picture as a Chuck Norris with the Uzis. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> they just put the noob cybot. So next fight's uh, Montana De La Rosa versus. Tyler Santos. Oh, who was your pick, bro? I, oh, no, I'm going Mowgli. Uh, okay, Jungle Book, bitch. Yeah. Next fight is Montana De La Rosa versus Tyler Santos. I, I really don't like these kind of fights because I can't see their nipples, unfortunately. <laughs> but, this is, if you guys don't, if you, get, if you can't see it, it's a women's 125. <laughs> women's so, 125 fight. Which I'm going to go with... Um, <laughs> 
who would I go with? The one that has probably the prettier nipples or the one that has like big black licorice nipples? Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with De La Rosa. <laughs> oh my God. De La Rosa by decision. Yeah, Alex, what you got? Um, well, you think that this card, I mean, 125, it's kind of, a, a, it's, it's thin on contenders, but being this high up in the card, you think either one of these fighters would be on the cusp of a title shot, but I don't, with the win for me, maybe Santos, if she went 17-1, maybe she can make some noise and challenge Valentina, but I mean, I'll go on this. Yeah, I think that got the momentum kind of geared to uh, promoting Santos and a win. I've seen Montana De La Rosa compete before. Both gals have really not competed against the top flight competition, but uh, they're placed on the card, like you said, Alex, where somebody's going to become a contender. It's the flyweight women's division. So uh, with oh. that said, Talia Santos by submission, second so round. Both of you guys are going for black nips. Got it. Yep. All right. So <laughs> speaking of black nips, next fight is uh, OSP versus Jamal Hall. <laughs> Oh, unfortunately, we can't see Jamal Hall's nipples for some reason. They don't even have a picture of this dude up, and he's two and zero. I think OSP is gonna just eat this guy, like literally eat this guy. Well, he's the gatekeeper. The Open Saint Prue has been the proven two hundred five gatekeeper for three, four years now. Uh, who's the last guy he destroyed too? Or I, I was totally with him in the fight. And it's another one of those matchups where when I pick OSP. He loses, and I pick against him. He wins. So this time, I'm picking OSP. And he better win by Von Prue choke. Oh, he's specific. gonna win, dude. He's gonna win. I mean, yeah, he's 25 and 14 over August. The guy is eight. No, it's like, man, this is kind of like kind of crazy, man. Just by by experience wise, but yeah, I'll go with OSP on this one. That's what the UFC continuously does. Is anybody that's a 205 contender, there you go. You get OSP. Yeah. And that's where the Jamal Hill. So if you can get past OSP, then he's kind of doing big things. Because like I said, Alonzo yeah. Menafield fought OSP last time. I think he fucked up and just stayed standing with OSP and closed the distance way too often. And he got cracked. But then again, that's OSP on the feet, winning a fight, uh, striking. But when he gets to the ground, when he get, takes you down, more than capable of finishing the fight multiple ways. And I think that's Jamal Hill's downfall. But if he can prove me wrong, I would love to see him become a contender. He's super low-key at 8-0. So fighting the OSP this young in your career, it's a dangerous thing. So I'm going to pick OSP either way. So next and final fight of the night, Jack the Joker Hermanson versus Marvin the Italian Dream Vittori. I'm really excited about this fight. I think it's going to be a banger. Um, honestly, I if I had to pick anybody, I, I'm going to go with uh, Hermanson. But I don't I don't count Vittori out at all, man. That dude is a badass. But I think uh, Experience is going to win win this fight for uh, Hermanson, man. I think he's probably going to pull off some weird ass submission. You got, you got the the Swede versus the attack. It's like we're on Bellator European series here, right? Yeah. Should be a good fight. Um, going to go with Jack Hermanson as well. Yeah, really hoping that the Kevin Holland fight would happen. That's uh, kind of Kevin Holland's path to uh, uh, becoming a top contender, you know, top five-ish, whatever. I think he'll eventually get there. Um, he's fighting Jacare Souza, but 
I think Jack Hermanson's already had a bigger opponent uh, win than Vittori in the Calvin Gastelum win, last mm. win. But uh, Vittori is a dog. That guy is tough as shit. He's gave Ad- Israel Adesanya a very tough matchup in his rise to becoming the champion. Um, I'm not going to count him out because I think uh, he's <laughs> been ready. I heard his previous interviews that he was ready to go. He's not just sitting around. Oh, yeah, I'm, you know, Paul Felder style. Like, it's not happening that way. I think yeah. he's going to come form and uh, i think he's going to get jack hermanson a hell of a fight and i gotta go with uh, i gotta go with marvin vittori by decision and upset and some one of these guys is fighting for the belt whoever wins this fight they're probably going to fight adesanya or they're going to fight uh, robert whitaker it's one thing or the other i like it i think I, yeah i could see it i could see it happening well folks are they going to fight are they gonna fight Paulo Costa? Wild card. Yeah, yeah I think the, one of them called it. Yeah, yeah, Paulo. He's still out there. <laughs> well, <laughs> about Paulo Costa, Costa has better nips, so he's gonna win hands down. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna wrap things up. It's getting a little bit late. Uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in and everybody for joining us tonight. Um, David, Alex, Roberto, we miss you. Yep. Um, I was actually feeling good tonight, so I jumped on and talked way more than I have in the past fucking couple of weeks. But uh, felt good, man. Felt good. Good to be back. Glad Jimmy Jimmy the Brick Flick was on the chat with us as well. Um, I don't know, David. You want to close this out? Yeah, yeah. It definitely feels good to be back. Seems like we've been out a month, uh, but yeah, it feels good for Rudy the Prophet, Alex Ramirez, Berto Villa, El Jefe. Episode 71 in the books. When you want all the latest combat sports news, you know where to go. Fightbookmma.com. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, look us up. Seating ringside, MMA. Go to the website. Like, subscribe, YouTube. Appreciate y'all tuning in. We appreciate everybody, the Fightbook MMA crew. Can't name y'all right now. You know who you are, but shout out to y'all. And uh, if you want the best seat in the house, you know where to be every Thursday right here. Sitting ringside, 71 in the books. Peace.